ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it has been a minute. It's been an hour, a day, week, turn into months. Um, and I am very happy to be back. This is going to be episode number 41. And it's hard to believe I've taken off since April. Uh, it's the last time I posted. Um, I assure you, this podcast uh, will not go anywhere. I just had to take some time off. Uh, basically, just really realign myself, kind of rediscover what I kind of wanted to do. Um, <clears throat> this first segment uh, is going to be a little bit of uh, talking about me personally. So if you don't care to hear that, you can fast forward. That's okay. <laughs> won't hurt my feelings. Um, but basically, I was kind of burning uh, the candle on both ends with, uh, you know, streaming and then doing the podcast, scheduling people, uh, it, it really, I'll say this, during peak pandemic times, uh, it served its purpose and it was great, you know, because I had the extra hours and uh, all that to deal with this. But as, um, you know, time has gone on, I just, life returned back to normal and I just, I didn't have the time. Uh, to be quite honest. So um, what I'm doing now, I am just trying to realign, you know, what I want to do. And for me, the podcast is just awesome. I love it. It's a passion project that uh, I'm not ever going to stop. Um, there may be obviously gaps or breaks in between, but, you know, I definitely have no plans on discontinuing this. And um, as far and I got a lot of questions, I had to really take some just time off, disconnect from everything. And a lot of people have kind of asked, I've answered the podcast question now. Um, the streaming question gets asked a lot. Um, I'll be honest, man. Uh, <clears throat> and this is my, uh, sheesh, I want to be careful what I say here because I don't want to, you know, hurt anyone's feelings. Out of all the content creators, and I'm speaking very specifically for UO, um, you know, really the only guy that has kept, you know, interest level at peak is, is Pwnstar. You know, he's unbelievable. The guy, I, I almost think Pwnstar may be a damn robot because this guy pumps out content like just a well-oiled machine. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, he's just killing it, hands down. Um, now getting, you know, niche of niche, <laughs> Um, some of the PVPers I like to watch, uh, blacklisted, you know, awesome. That dude is so talented. Um, I really want to talk to him on a podcast. I need to approach him again. Uh, maybe this time it may be a little bit different because blacklisted, I think he started on OSI and I think he played a little bit of UO forever and then came right over to Outlands. I don't think he ever played hybrid, which, um, really blew my mind because I would say the top end Outlands PVPers are all ex-hybrid players. I don't think besides Blacklisted, and, and again, if, I, you know, if I'm wrong, you know, message me, whatever. Uh, I don't think many of the other top PVPers have come like from OSI or anything like that. So it's uh, extremely interesting to me, uh, Blacklisted, how he plays and how he learned. Um, it's just... It's next level stuff, man. Uh, so uh, shout out to him. I really like his PvP content. 
Um, the only other guy that, you know, can keep my attention, um, I would say, is uh, Trammy. I really um, enjoy his content. Uh, we had a little rivalry, I would say, during the pandemic. It was really fun. He did a um, a montage of me talking. It was really good. Trammy is just uh, 10 out of 10, man. That guy is just a content like genius. Anything that guy does is like just... It works every single time. It almost makes you angry, right? Like, can he make anything that just fails? You know, <laughs> shout out to Trammy though. Um, and really the only other guy I think that, you know, uh, in terms of like a, on a Pwn Star kind of deal, um, would probably be like Amish, you know, that's just staying the course, pumping out, you know, steady content. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at with, with uh, that. But, you know, I... <clears throat> I firmly believe, man, like when I used to stream, like I really tried to put on a show and entertain people. Like it was just, it was fun. And uh, I just, I, I don't have the bandwidth right now to stream as much as I used to. Um, so I don't know what my streaming future holds. I honestly don't know. I don't know the answer to that question yet. Um, it, it was really, it was a massive time sink, first of all. And really the financial back end of it i didn't really make you know i mean let's be honest uo was a super niche and I, I didn't make a ton of you know money not that that was you know really the point but you know i think in a in a, in a post-pandemic world where i don't have like 12 hours to do nothing um i really have to choose you know what uh do i want to spend my time on and I just, I don't think the math works out for me for streaming right now. And it, so I think if I do stream, um, it'll just be purely for fun because uh, the metrics behind it, you know, in terms of finances did, didn't really uh, add up to me. Then again, I really streamed purely UO. And I think unless you're like Pwn Star and you take it as a, you know, an absolute enterprise, I think it's very hard um, to kind of, you know, keep the lights on and pay the bills to make it worthwhile. That's my uh, that's my opinion though. Um, so okay, we answered those two questions. This episode, I haven't done this in quite a while. It's just gonna be me talking um, about kind of UO and, and what I think. Um, we come up on the twenty fifth anniversary of UO, and I knew this <clears throat> anniversary was kind of coming, and I, I realized, you know, oh man, got to do something here. And I want to tell you guys a situation that happened to me. So. Um, uh, preface to this is I am a huge Disney fan. I, I, I probably don't look it, but uh, I am the biggest, you know, mark for Disney there probably is. And I go to Disney World probably, I would say five times a year at least. Um, so I, I, I'm, I love it. I'm financially invested. <laughs> um, something I really enjoy doing with the family. So the last time we were there, I'm going to set the stage for a story. And this kind of brings me why I was uh, really pumped up to come back. Um, we were going to do Magic Kingdom. And uh, we were going to eat at the Skipper's Cantina. Or it's Skipper's Canteen, I think. Yeah. Um, and we had, uh, we had reservations. Um, so no problem. It was at like, I think, like a 2 o'clock time period, something like that. So we hit the parks. That day, and first of all, for the trip, I, I packed my Vosrel Poor uh, t-shirt. It's a white t-shirt with the UO logo. and says Vosrel Poor Podcast, whatever, just like the logo, right? No big deal. 
I've worn it a few times before, you know. So I, I uh, you know, wear that throughout the whole day. I get I get to uh, the restaurant and uh, and again, all of this is just it's crazy. It, it happens by chance, right? Because none of this was pre-planned, but it just it says something to me. So I, I sit down and there's a if you've ever been there, some of you may have. There's an outdoor seating area where you wait for your table, and then there's an inside where you can you wait to be seated. So I check in and I, I sit down and inside there's like this kind of um, almost a circular couch thing and then there's chairs around. So I'm sitting down there and man, I'm in Disney mode. I got my shirt on. I have a backpack on, you know, a hat, you know, and uh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just relaxing. And at the corner of my eye, I saw there's a man. He's probably going to kill me if he ever listens to this. I would say older gentleman. I, I, old is, you know, I don't know. He was probably in his, boy, this is a tough one, 50s. And I know some of you are going to be like, that's not old. He was older than me. <laughs> Let's say that. Um, and he looked at me and he's like, oh, man, I really like UO. Um, I used to play, whatever he tells you that. And I'm like, you know, and again, we've talked about this on this podcast before, man. Uh Anyone that like would recognize UO as a symbol, it's just like you become instant best friends. And I'm like, wow, no shit, this guy. So I started talking to him, and uh, sure enough, yeah, he played UO and uh, very familiar with everything. He's on the he's on Reddit on and the Ultima Online subreddit. He reads that periodically or whatever the case may be. Um, I didn't even catch his name or even exchange any information. I just said, hey man, you know, I do a podcast. I've interviewed you know a lot of people about it, and we just. It was just one of those moments where it's like, okay, this game definitely transcends, you know, just your keyboard and monitor. Like, it has affected so many people. And what are the chances, right, like that this random interaction happens? It just, it kind of really lit, um, I would say, a fire under me that was missing for quite a while um, to, to kind of just turn the lights back on. Let's start pumping out some content. And uh, it just got me excited that, okay, you know, this thing is just a little bit bigger than we all think, you know, and, and I was just, I was super happy to just talk, man, someone in real life about UO. And then <clears throat> if you've never done it before, which <laughs> many people probably haven't, it always feels very awkward, you know, when you're like, oh yeah, man, you know, so you used to e-bolt people, you know, cause I can only imagine, um, you know, someone sitting next to me that has no idea, right. You know, what are they thinking? Like, what are these idiots talking about? And uh, <clears throat> I got some really good eye rolls from my son. Uh, he was like, oh, God, here we go, Dad. Um, and, uh, you know, I was just totally pumped up the rest of the day. Um, so shout out to that random guy <laughs> at Magic Kingdom that day. Um, great conversation, man. And just that conversation alone sparked me to kind of get this thing going. Um, so that's awesome. And, again, 25 – you know, it's just funny it happens on the um, – you know, 25th anniversary or whatever, but I kind of wanted to go in <clears throat> since it's been that long, which is unbelievable. Kind of what, what is out there right now in terms of free shards, what's going on in OSI. So this is going to be a really high level uh, overview of things that are going on. So I'm going to start with um, OSI. That's, that's what I call it. So it is what it is. Um, but OSI, they remember they announced the new Legacy stuff, which new Legacy was a seasonal type of shard that was supposed to come out. Um, I think already have been out, but 
from the ground up. It was supposed to be no trammel, but a season. There was a whole bunch of uh, promises, and I remember watching the um, well, the train wreck that the dev uh, presentations were. But you know, it gave us some information, breadcrumbs, I like to say, not really a ton of info. Um, but uh, you know, kind of, I was interested in it. I'll tell you, out of a lot of people that I converse UO with. Um, one of the more interesting ideas that I've heard that I'd be willing to try is a seasonal type of shard. I'll preface it with probably a focus on PvP because a seasonal rotation I don't think would work with PVM. I don't know how you would uh, pull that off. Um, but in any case, um, I, when I heard you know they're doing something with no trammel, no item insurance, you know, and it's seasonal, I'm like that. That sounds pretty cool. Maybe I'll check it out. Um, now. You know, I guess it's broad broadsword now. Um, I haven't heard anything. I really don't know. I saw some emails uh, that they sent out or whatever, but there's really been zero information further. And uh, at this point, I can't. I hate to say it's vaporware, but I just don't. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure um, where that's headed or if it's headed anywhere. Um, it really, I have to scratch my head when, you know, their dev team can't pump out content like a free shard does. Let's just say that. Um, it seems like free shards are much more agile than OSI is. Um, so what I mean by that is like pumping out custom content, pumping out you know, I think you guys know what I'm saying. Like, OSI shouldn't be that slow. I mean, come on. They have a process. They have codes, etc. So, I don't know. That's just something that really is confusing. Other than um, New Legacy, I haven't really heard anything else about um, OSI. I do know um, there's a gentleman, uh, Epic Loot. Epic Loot Patrick. Sorry, I had to <laughs> really think about that. Um, he actually streams OSI, um, and, and it's Epic Loot Gaming is, I believe, the name of the actual channel, but you can check him out. He, uh, he, he streams Sonoma, which is my, um, original, you know, shard back in the OSI days, but he actually still, uh, streams it. So check him out if you're curious what OSI is doing. Um, Waffles, I've had Waffles on, on the podcast before. He also, uh, streams osi i think he streams atlantic though um but you know i would say you know mr patrick definitely uh streams the niche of niche right he and snow is not a big shard um at all but uh i do check out some of his streams sometimes because it's interesting to see what uh, osi is doing um so you know I, I would follow up with him for any of your osi related stuff because i'm not too aware of anything else going on other than the you know seasonal events and stuff like that so <clears throat> that's it for the production shards. I, I don't think there's really anything else there. Um, now for the free shards, I'm going to, there was a guy, uh, I want to make sure I give credit where it's due. Uh, Drunken newbie on the Ultima online subreddit posted, this was five months ago as of today, uh, a server list, uh, you know, for this year. So I'm going to kind of go through some of them and I'm going to say this, don't be offended if, I miss a shard, I forget one, or I don't know a lot about a shard. That doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, I just want to, you know, 
go over the heavy hitters that I consider, I think, very active. Now, I'm going to say active in the U.S. The overseas market, that's a whole other ball of wax that I have zero idea about. I know there's UO overseas and in and, and many countries, but I don't know anything about it. So <clears throat> I'm going to start with uh, UO Renaissance. And it says that was started in, I believe, 2013. I'm going off this Reddit post, so if I'm wrong, just you know, bear with me. Uh, but back in 2013, I have interviewed um, someone from Renaissance on here before he plays. And I would say that is the most stable shard slash community I think there is. And, and what I mean by that is they've been around forever um, they still do attract new people. I don't know if new to UO, but like, you know, new actual players I see. Um, and it usually evens out about five to 700 players online, but that's like a constant, um, number. So, uh, you know, definitely it's obviously a Renaissance era in, uh, um, inspired. Uh, so check them out. Uh, if you're looking for that kind of experience, I personally have never played it. Um, but I've always heard great things, and there it definitely has a cult following uh, for sure. So that's definitely a cool one. Um, next one on the list is UO Forever. Um, I have interviewed a few UO Forever uh, Pop Tart, um, Sky Wolfbane. Uh, I've interviewed her. Uh, I'm really still trying to get um, Shane on here to chat. Um, I'm hoping the stars align. Maybe if someone from UO Forever hears this, they can kind of. Give Shane, you know, a, a little nudge that, man, I, I would love to uh, talk with him because um, he's really one of the shard owners I've, I've never gotten to uh, speak to. Um, but UO Forever, uh, looks like it's been around since 2013. Um, it's Renaissance era-ish. That's fair. Um, and I would say UO Forever is pretty stable as well. I, you know, I it, it's always been around. I've never heard of downtime or you know anything like that so um that's definitely uh, a major player in the u.s uh i'm looking down here uh okay uh it's an interesting one uo demise um man i remember when that was uo gamers demise you used to own that and i think they sold it i don't know i actually honestly don't know what happened there um but someone else owns it now. Um, but that's actually still alive. I think it's infested with bots. I don't know if there's actual people who play it. Um, but it's OSI, uh, mundane legacy era type of uh, content. Um, I Man, I'm pretty sure that sucker's been around almost as long as hybrid, I think. I think. Um, but that one, yeah. Not really sure if that's really active anymore. Um <clears throat> UO Second Age, I'm not sure about that one. I see that on the list there, and I'm just going, I'm scrolling through here live, kind of while I'm doing it. Um, not entirely sure. So let's go into a few of the other ones. Uh, let's just get uh, Outlands out of the way here. That's definitely been the juggernaut. Um, Outlands has set the bar, I think, so dang high that um, many people kind of wonder, like, man, can anyone top Outlands or? I think, though, my opinion is I wouldn't worry about topping Outlands. I would, I would encourage people to be able to match the Outlands polish, um, and, and I think that that says enough right there. Um, because Outlands just, I, I call them the Blizzard 
of you know UO where everything's super polished. Um, I may not agree with all of the changes and uh, you know perhaps the PvP mechanics, but that's all just opinion. That, that doesn't matter. Um, what they actually do release content-wise is polished. It's new. Um, it's usually exciting. It's you know new ideas I've never seen before. So um, I definitely respect uh, you know Luthius and and everything he does because I mean these guys are just very talented. Uh, that's that's saying you know the least of them. The talent level is just is crazy, man. It's unbelievable. So definitely check out Outlands. You know they they usually have three thousand uh you know people plus playing at any given time which is crazy um so check them out i think most people already know about them um <laughs> the next one i'm going to talk about is a hybrid <laughs> maybe a lot of eye rolls a lot of uh oh boy um <laughs> so i'm gonna give you guys the cliff notes version of hybrid invictus this is and I want to say, this is what I think I know. I have no idea this is factual. I am, you know, very much removed from the underpinnings of all this. I don't know. So, as it stands today, I'm going to say October 2022, um, Invictus is dead. Server is shut down. Not coming back. Hybrid um, is still alive. It uh it got resurrected, maybe that's not a great word, uh, but it it got put put in the spotlight because Invictus was you know shut down because the owners of uh, Invictus uh, I guess gave the keys back to Ryan I guess I don't I don't again I don't know um, <laughs> I'm not going to go into the water cooler talk of what I think happened or <laughs> everyone has a probably a different version of events but in any case. Uh, hybrid is, is alive. The server is operational. Go to uogamers.com. Uh, Ryan came back and he uh, started working on it. He deleted like, I don't know how much gold. I mean, like billions of uh, like duped gold. There was so much just garbage he cleaned up um, that it was, it was pretty crazy. I'm going to actually go to the website right now live and tell you the last update that's on there, if, if it's still up. Um, but he came back, he had a develop, a couple developers with him. And then, uh, after the gold thing, he was active on discord and then silence. Um, we've heard really nothing. Um, there is someone, uh, by the name of, uh, there's a GM called grace. I don't know if it's a, a girl or guy. I don't know. Uh, the GM basically, uh, has been running events here and there. Um, just PVP events, um, stuff like that. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, hybrid, to me, is like that. Um, <laughs> it's like an abusive relationship that the highs were so high, you just can't seem to get away from it. But man, those lows are just really low. Um, and I wish nothing but the best for Hybrid. Um, however, um, I'm going to say this, I am just a huge skeptic, um, of what the future holds. Um, I really want to be proven wrong and hopefully hybrid sees, um, it's a day in the sun at some point in the future. I, I don't know. 
Um, there was <clears throat> opinions and thoughts that uh, perhaps we should wipe hybrid, uh, but there's so many things that go into a decision like that. Um, this is my hope that uh, I hope Ryan uh, is actually working on this behind the scenes and comes out with something special uh, because uh, hybrid um, is world-class for PVP. It sets the bar. You know, I, I'll say this till I'm blue in the face. If you've never tried hybrid PVP, man, go on there and try it. it it's just, it, it, it's the best. There's nothing matches it in UO that I've ever played. Um, you know, so... Having said that, let's see what happens with hybrid. I don't know, man. I'm in the Discord. There's a new UO Gamers Discord. Um, we'll just kind of see <laughs> what happens. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful, but yeah, I'm a realist. I have no idea. Um, and then, okay, in terms of uh, uh, new servers too coming up, there's one called uh, Ultima Online uh, Sagas, I guess, or, you know, that's how I pronounce it. I don't know. Um, but that one is coming out. I'm just going to put this in air quotes soon. Um, I know they pushed back the date a few times. However, this is the first server that I've ever seen that has had custom map design and screenshots similar to Outlands. Okay. So I am, I'm really watching this project. Uh, the only thing that I put an asterisk on is it's located overseas. So for the U.S. players, um, there's going to be a ping disadvantage. I'm, uh, I'm curious why they decided to host it over there. I, I think it's going to uh, make a lot of people kind of question where they want to play with it because of the ping, right? So I don't know. Again, that's just a, that's a, I want to be clear that that's not a reason I'm not going to play it, but um, just something to keep in mind. Other than the location, everything I've seen so far content wise, and if you go to their Discord, Ultima Online Sagas or whatever, you can kind of see in the media section, I'm looking at it right now as, as I'm talking, um, the dungeons look unique. Um, they, they look to be Outland's level of polish. Um, I don't know much about the um, era and the mechanics of PvP, etc. I don't, I don't really know a lot about that. But just from the content drip I've seen, it, it looks good. And they have um, some revamped things for like lock picking that looked really cool. Uh, I'm trying to find it on here. They had basically it was like a um, a lock pick system where yeah, here it is the dungeon chest. The lock picking looked like there's like gears on the screen and you have to kind of move the gears up. It, it was it's almost like a mini game. Uh, you know what it actually reminded me of is Among Us mini games. That's exactly what it reminded me of. It was pretty cool. Uh, something just just custom I've never seen done before. <clears throat> so I think that's a you know a really cool uh, design and just I'm telling you, look on there. I, I'm gonna say. The longer this thing takes to release, the better, because it's going to be polished. I think um, now that we're uh, in a post-COVID era, you know, if you release a UO server, man, you really have to uh, be ready for it and offer something that the people haven't seen before and, and want to play. So uh, I know that that's a very tough, uh, I would say, thing to accomplish, 
you know, so uh, I mean, I, I'm curious how this shard works. Um, I would actually like to give it a shot, to be quite honest with you, um, just because the crafting gumps look a little different. Uh, it, it's it's interesting. I, and, I, and this is my uh, professional podcast opinion, so take that for what it's worth. I, I do think uh, Saga is, is going to uh, do pretty well, I think, just because it seems like they're taking their time. They're methodical with the content they're working on. Um, that's my opinion. Uh, and, you know, uh, with maybe it being overseas, they're going to capture a whole other market, you know. So, I don't know. Uh, okay, besides Sagas, that's I think that's the biggest heavy hitter that's upcoming for Shard releases. There's another one. Um, and this one doesn't even have a name yet. Uh, but... Basically, the ex developers of uh, of Hive, or I'm sorry, of Invictus, spun off their own little project here, and they're trying to create a server. I can't even give you the name because there's no there's no name for this server yet. Um, you know, so it's done by Lord Strider, I believe, is the lead on this. But you know, <clears throat> they got maybe a couple hundred people in the Discord. I'm in there. I was trying to get some information. Uh, they're just working on it. I think that one's uh, far from releasing. And I'm not sure. You know, I uh, I, I kind of, I, I struggle with this question is, you know, could you release a non-custom server in, you know, today's age, 2022 and beyond, um, that is like a hybrid kind of clone and can it do well? I don't know uh, the answer to that. Um, I think it's frustrating because hybrid should fit that like slot, right? It's been around so long. It has the code. It it should just work, <laughs> you know, like that, that's where you should go for, you know, old school, classic content, my opinion. Um, but, you know, we'll see. This one literally is called UO server development. There's no name. So, I, you know, I don't know. It, it could be vaporware. I don't know if whatever will, will come out. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing and bear with me. Okay. <clears throat> There's another one. Uh, Angel Island. So I did interview uh, Adam from Angel Island and believe it or not, I, I actually went to look this up. Angel Island still is around. Um, it, it still has people uh, and I'm looking kind of in the, you know, in the discord. It's, I don't, uh, okay. This is an October. October, uh, there was about 300 people online. So I would say this server is al alive, but you know, I don't know. Um, kind of a postmortem, you know, what really happened? I, I don't know. Maybe people just didn't, you know, there's the nostalgia of, you know, Angel Island from the old days, but I don't know if it was something people really wanted uh, to play. <clears throat> now, I did hear, and I don't know, again, there's there's so much information here, guys, so you, you know you have to bear with me. Uh, there is a, he's launching, I guess, one called, and him, Adam Ant is launching a, uh, I guess, another server called Siege, an old school spawn returned. And it says the more exotic Angel Island features are turned off for Siege. I, uh, you know... I'm not sure. I really don't know. Uh, you know, 
you're launching another server when Angel Island kind of is on life support. So, I, you know, I don't know. I wish him all the best. Um, if you've never talked to Adam, man, he's a really cool dude. Um, you know, uh, I, I really enjoy talking with him. I think he's so passionate about his project and it's wild that it's all these years later, he's still doing it. Um, so I'll always encourage development of UO in any form. Um, but, you know, the question remains, <clears throat> you know, maybe he'll strike gold with the seed shard. I don't know. But Angel Island is definitely still around. Um, I'm looking over this list. I don't think I missed any. Um, gosh, I feel like I am missing one, but... Hmm. It, okay. <clears throat> if I am missing any server that you guys think is important, um, you know, send me an email, uh, Discord me, whatever, then I can look into it and see if it's anything to uh, look at, especially if it's a new server, because uh, I feel like hasn't really been, <clears throat> I would say, a, a new server of note. Uh, there was, what was the name of it? It was almost like an Outlands clone. I forgot the name of it, dang. Uh, but there was one that launched during the uh, pandemic, but I don't think it really, it didn't really do anything. Uh, kind of went went to bots and no one really played it. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see. I think Sagas has the best chance to, I hate comparing it to Outlands, but to give Outlands a run for their money. That's my opinion. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay. Uh, so that pretty much is, I would say, the, uh, you know, what's coming for UO as we hit 25 years. Um, in terms of Outlands specifically, uh, I, you know, I haven't played a ton of Outlands lately. I haven't really played a bunch of UO, um, a whole bunch, just because I got kind of burnt out on it. So uh, I play a little bit here and there, but not a ton. Um, I think Outlands is coming up with uh, factions, I heard. Uh, but their implementation of it was uh, not what I wanted to see. And I don't know if uh, factions has been tabled or they're going to redesign it. Um, but, you know, I think with factions, I compare it to hybrid, man. If you've never played hybrid factions, you're not going to understand what I mean. But that was some of the best, you know, PvP, consensual PvP combat that UO has ever seen. Um, it's It totally eliminates the PK, the blue versus red versus I lost my crap. That takes all that out of the equation. All this is consensual. It's on the battlefield. It's just a 24-7 gauntlet, you know, of fighting. And a lot of uh, blues really enjoyed it. Um, I, I know on hybrid, tons of reds, you know, would participate in factions. Um, it, it, even even blues that were, you know, you know, trammy PVMers would still uh, play factions because they could, you know, make traps or they could be a thief and steal the sigils. Um, so I'm I'm really hoping Outlands kind of relooks at their faction implementation because what I saw was there was no faction weps. Uh, you didn't need a thief to steal, you know, the stuff. It just, I don't know, man. It, it really felt like a town struggle just in another area. And I kind of shrug at that. That's just not exciting. Um, so we'll see what they do there because honestly, 
I would say the riffs, you know, really have been a fail. I mean, you're talking about they have to incentivize loot for people to participate in the riffs. It's just not, it's a good idea on paper, but I don't think anyone wants to actually do it. Um, Town Struggles, it's, you know, 15 on 15 e-bolt fest. Everyone loads up and it's just e-bolt rails. It's not, you know, it wasn't very exciting for me uh, when I tried it. It was cool. Like the system was awesome. Like it, it was neat, but just wasn't really exciting. I think the dungeon flashpoints can be really cool. That, that's cool. I, I like that system, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of, you know, uh, what's coming up for Outlands. I don't know in terms of their pipeline, you know, for PVM, it really seems like Outlands to me has a kind of a hamster wheel effect where, you know, one template's nerfed and then, you know, like for instance, backstabbing was non-existent because it just, it needed a buff and now backstabbing got a buff. So now that template comes back. It just kind of, it feels like a little bit of a carousel where you just basically need to have enough money to echo and try new templates and stuff like that. I, I kind of, I understand the design decisions behind some of that. So you kind of keep people, uh, you know, working towards something, uh, you know, leveling up, trying to get enough money to afford cores and all that. So I definitely get it. Um, you know, I'm not a huge PVM or so, not a huge interest uh, to me, but, you know, it's definitely the behemoth. Everyone plays Outlands, right? So um, that's kind of what's going on there. I really wish there was more new servers coming in. I'm actually surprised. Uh, I don't have any other new ones that I know of coming out. Um, <clears throat> I know there was one, it's called Shadow Something. A guy was working on, you could control NPCs. I forgot his name. He was streaming during the pandemic, him building it. It was actually pretty cool. It reminded me of like EverQuest where you could uh, control NPCs with you to fight for you. It was, it was really cool. I've never seen that implemented in UO or how that would, would it even uh, work? Um, so that's, uh, gosh, it was called, it was Shadow something. Dang. I, I don't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, that's the only new ones coming out. It's pretty surprising. Um, and just a reminder too, I've seen this, uh, on Facebook, a couple of UO groups, mobile UO does exist and I'm going to do it live as I'm talking. I believe it's a Russian guy who gets the pineapple warrior. I think his name is, I thought, I think he is the one who came out with it. I don't know. I hope I, if I'm wrong, I apologize, but, um, yeah, here it is. Mobile UO. It's the first mobile client for Ultima Online. Mobile UO runs on iOS and Android and enables you to play UO on the go. That does exist. <laughs> you know, I think people don't understand it, but, or, you know, I see people ask, I wish I could play on my phone. Well, you can. Um, I, I don't know if I would, but you can. Now, I don't know if this project has been abandoned. I'm looking at the GitHub. The last update was in 2020. Um, but, you know, the bones are there. It, it's, it works. Let me see. Let me click the play store. And I'm kind of doing this, you know, on the fly. Uh, so hopefully you guys kind of appreciate it. It's kind of a different format. I don't have like, you know, preset notes. So on the play store, the last time this was updated was October 4th, 2020. It's called, it's called mobile UO. Um, I don't know. Does it work still? Maybe someone can tell me, uh, but it's definitely really cool. I think a really ambitious project.
Uh, oh, and don't forget too uh, that I don't believe mobile UO works on um, OSI. It's only for the free shards. I believe. Because, yeah, people, okay, I can see why people do it because I'm looking at a couple threads here. Like, you can set a macro, you can kind of check on your character. Um, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. It's really cool. Uh, the project's amazing, like, for someone to do that. But I think on the phone, man, it's so small. Maybe like on an iPad, <laughs> I guess. I can kind of see it, but, um, but check that out. I, all I did is went to Google and just type in mobile space UO, and you'll see the GitHub, and you'll see the apps on the App Store. Um, it says the publisher Salted Caramel Games. I don't know uh, who that is. I could have sworn it was a Pineapple Warrior. I'll have to ask that guy. I actually, really, uh, very funny thing. I used to live in-game in Outlands right by the Pineapple Warrior. And he was in the, R, the Russian guild. I think the RUS guild. Yeah. Let me see. And again, guys, you know, tell me if this format is interesting. Pineapple Warrior UO. I'm going to kind of look it up here. There he is. Yeah. Pine so, okay, if you go to YouTube, just type in Pineapple Warrior UO. You'll, you will see him. He, I guess he played UO forever. Huh. And he does have a... I thought he was the one who did this. I don't know. Interesting. Um, but okay, uh, in any case, uh, kind of things that are coming up for uh, the podcast. I've seen, man, some really cool posts. There's a guy that I'm going to, I owe him an email. Um, Tim, if you're listening, I am going to email you. I assure you, I haven't had time. Um, but uh, there's a couple of cool people that I've seen that have crossed crossed my paths uh, online that I want to rehash and re-engage. Um, I'm still going to be sticking with the interview kind of format. I really like it. Um, I think it's cool, like, just talking to people and kind of getting, you know, their, you know, perspective on UO, how they, you know, went through the world and kind of what they do outside of you. I, I really think that stuff's fascinating. And um, I do want to get some um, heavy hitters on here soon. So I think that is going to be coming. I feel like I'm ready now to kind of engage more of some of the developers from the old days. Um, I really would like to try some of the origin folks from back then. Um, Billy was, uh, that was a really fun uh, chat to say the least uh, with Billy. Uh, and and I want to, I want to get some more of the or origin guys because Man, when you hear, like, how in the hell did this game actually get published and did really well, given the conditions that they were in, uh, it's uh, it's quite remarkable. I, I still am surprised uh, when I hear the stories. But, um, but yeah, so keep in mind, we're going to be doing interviews. I am full steam ahead. Uh, this is going to be a short episode. I think I'm at maybe 40 minutes here just chatting. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoyed this. This was just a quick you know, summary, recap, what's going on in the UO world. Uh, happy 25 years and hell, man, let's see. If this thing goes another 25 years, let's see how old I will be. <laughs> wow, I'll be really old. Uh, maybe I'll need an AARP card <laughs> when this thing, if it goes another 25 years. Um, oh, and uh, so in terms of me for content, 
and I'm going to start doing this in these episodes. What I'm playing right now, uh, I got that question a few times. I have been uh, addicted to League of Legends. If anyone plays that, let me know. Uh, we usually have four or five on when we play. I've been playing with my son a lot, and I've gotten hooked on that. Um, MMOs, I want to try New World because they're doing a fresh start servers in, I think... I think in a couple of weeks. I think it's like November, the first week in November or the second week. I don't know, but I'm actually going to – and keep in mind, I've never played it. I've obviously – I've seen videos. I kind of understand the premise, but never installed it, never created a character. So I'm going to try doing that from scratch and seeing what I like. Um, if I like it, I thought about maybe doing like a uh, guild on there or something like that. I don't know. Um, but future forecasting, <clears throat> uh, I am going to be playing Ashes of Creation hardcore when that releases so um but that's still probably two years off maybe a year if we're lucky but that's that's very far down the line um but i'm gonna try out new world you know see how i go i'm still playing uh i play on outlands primarily um i do have a hybrid account believe it or not uh, <laughs> i log in there sometimes just to see uh it's pretty much ghost town now but um but yeah still i still uh play outlands from time to time i enjoy it um i did hear uh, we should do like a news and uh, rumors uh, <laughs> kind of segment, but uh, I did hear Trammy's coming back. He did release some new content. I'm very excited for. I love watching his stuff, man. Um, I think uh, it's interesting too. If if you don't know how this process works, the amount of editing Trammy does in his videos and stuff to get it to what they are is astounding. If you've never edited a video or done any sort of content creation, I encourage you, like, even if it's a new O, record your screen for 10 minutes and try to make a video on something. It takes quadruple the amount of time that you think it's going to take. You're like, oh, it's probably, it's 2022. It's real easy. You probably just click here and, you know, do a couple of effects and hit publish, man. It's a pain in the ass, let me tell you. Uh, it's not easy. And and what uh, Trammy does specifically is just very special. It, it's really cool, the effects. Uh, the comedy, of course, is hilarious. But um, but just trust me, give that guy, you know, <laughs> props and respect. Anyone in this content creation business, not specifically him, but, you know, everyone. Because it, it, it's, it's a real pain. Um, so uh, cheers to that. And, of course... Uh, who am I watching uh, for this month? <clears throat> Pwn Star, when I can. He streams at night. Sometimes I still have time, but I, I try to catch Pwn Star even on my phone. It's cool with YouTube. Um, I watch, uh, I may be watching Blacklisted during the day and Amish. Usually those are my two go to uh, to watch. And then um, definitely uh, keep an eye out for Trammy's content. I don't know if Trammy's live streaming, I know he's doing YouTube content. I'm looking forward to that. And then I did uh, hear rumblings of a uh, thief-inspired, um, I think his name is Paseo. I don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> he kind of looks like a damn uh, a damn clown. <laughs> I've seen his, uh, I subscribe to his little YouTube channel. It's some pretty funny stuff. I don't know who that is, uh, like, you know, beyond the character. Uh, but his, his YouTube stuff, uh, I think it's a he, I don't know, um, is, is pretty funny. Uh, really funny stuff he like steals from people and like i don't know the thief gets like links and really high-end gear uh, off people that he shouldn't be able to get 
But uh, it's funny stuff. Check that out. Um, I, I think, let, let me see. Hold on. I apologize. I think it's Paseo. Is that how you say it? I'm butchering it. I know I'm butchering it. He's probably going to message me and say, dude, you don't even want to say my name. <laughs> Hold on. Um, but look him up on YouTube or The Thief. I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a guy, but I don't know. But yeah, it's a clown, and he goes around just basically clowning people in UO. It's really funny. Um, you've probably seen him in game because I've seen his – like in the video, you see – like this, you know, the outfit, it's uh, just as outrageous as you would think. <laughs> um, but yeah, check that out. But all right, guys, uh, we're going to wrap up here. Um, I'm doing, I, I want to really revamp kind of the uh, <clears throat> sponsorship uh, section of this. Um, so this one's going to be completely ad free. I'm not throwing anything in there yet. I kind of want to reevaluate uh, who I'm working with and a really laser focus on this podcast. Um, so if you want to support me, I've gotten this question too. Uh, you can support me right here on anchor.fm. They have a subscribe. It's like, I don't know, $4 a month or something like that. I didn't even know they had that, but yeah, they do have a subscribe there. Uh, you can subscribe to me on Twitch, even though I, I haven't streamed, you can still just give me a prime sub or something like that. Uh, if you want to support uh, the podcast, uh, but I'll see if I can come up with other ways to, uh, you know, offer support from you guys because a lot of people have kind of asked like how do you support or you know what can we do i really want to get more of the t-shirts too <clears throat> kind of back on the docket those are just so fun to wear around you never know <laughs> who will recognize you as, a, as what happened to me um but uh we'll catch you all next time and we'll be definitely coming to you with a uh, fresh interview so keeping the eyes out for that all right guys talk to you later